I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome to News Du Jour. You may be wondering, why am I, Annie Bowles, here hosting this podcast? I usually start by telling people I'm a political baby. You see, my parents met working on Capitol Hill. By the time I was two, I had been in my first political commercial and even got lost crawling around the West Wing. Don't worry, Al Gore found me. My family moved around a lot when I was young, and when I was nine, I attended an international school with kids from all over the world. And it is this type of global perspective that I also bring to our show. I graduated from American University after studying political science and art history in D.C., as well as interning on both sides of Capitol Hill. I even interned down the hall from where my parents met. I'm now pursuing a professional certificate in journalism at NYU in conjunction with Rolling Stone magazine. I guess I was always that friend in the group who cared deeply, not just about what was going on politically, but also globally. I've often kept my friends informed through high school into young adulthood, so I guess I've always been doing a version of this show. I'm genuinely passionate about following the news, and I'm here to break it down for you every weekday. We strive to be a calmer space to consume the news, or as one listener put it, like getting your news from a well-informed bestie. I'm so glad you're here. So I wanted to issue a reminder here at the top of the episode. Tonight is the last Republican Party-sponsored debate at 7 p.m. Central Time. I will be watching for us, as always. There will only be four candidates this time. Of course, Trump is not participating, but Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, and Vivek Ramaswamy will all be on that debate stage. So we will have a recap for you guys as per usual. But if you're interested in tuning in, it's really easy to just stream on your computer. If you're like watching in bed or watching while you do the dishes, you can also then sling it onto your TV if you don't have cable. I believe it's on ABC this time, but I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me on that one. But it is easy to find online whenever these debates are going on. And with that, we will jump into our mini stories that are really short and sweet today. But I wanted to let you guys know that Doug Burgum has officially ended his bid for the White House. So he's no longer running for president in the Republican race. I also wanted to let you guys know that in case you missed it on our Instagram stories, George Santos has now joined Cameo. And in case you're not familiar with what Cameo is, this just, you know, is priceless. So and we have a slow news day today, so I have time to go into this. But Cameo is essentially a platform where you can hire celebrities, whether they're A-list celebrities or like 
Z-list celebrities or like cheer celebrities, like every sort of miniature celebrity, whether it's like, you know, reality TV, like they have a lot of those sort of mid-tier celebrities who will make videos for you. So if you have someone in your life who's like a super fan of someone particular on a TV show, you can hire them on Cameo to say, happy birthday, so-and-so, you know, thanks for being a fan and like say something funny that's like in character or, you know, if they're a cheer celebrity, do some kind of a stunt, like whatever they're known for. So George Santos has joined this platform and you can now hire him to make videos for anyone you want. His pricing is $350. My colleague Emma is obsessed with George Santos and I hope you're hearing this this morning, Emma. And she says she loves his gay chaos and I think that is really what he's embracing with this appearance on Cameo. You know, he's really leaning into the Botox of it all and the Hermes luxury of it all and just really kind of like making a name for himself off of all of these blunders. I'm really interested in how this is all going to go and like where it's leading. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted. So like I mentioned, today is a pretty light news day. We don't have a lot to go over, but I do have three small stories. Let's jump in. First and foremost, a data breach at 23andMe. So I want to let you guys know in case you might have ever used 23andMe. Unfortunately, according to the New York Times, there was a data breach in the genetics company that affected 6.9 million profiles. Essentially, what happened was hackers were able to bust into the company's profiles using mostly old passwords of customers to gain access to incredibly personal information such as their health, relatives, birth year, ancestry, geographic location, and more. Just in case you've never heard of it, 23andMe is essentially a company that can process your genetics. You send them a sample, usually it's saliva, like a test tube of saliva, and it helps connect you to where you have the most relatives around the world using your genetic profile, as I understand it. (laughs) Um, My relatives have done this, and we had some major revelations, you guys, major revelations that were basically buried family history. And this service has been incredible for people who are adopted or people who are victims of a system of slavery that separated them from their ancestry. It's been an incredible tool for people. 23andMe, though, is now having to go through the process of notifying all the customers who were affected by this breach. And like we said, there's millions who have been affected. So this is obviously an example. It's not, you know, that we shouldn't do these things, but it's obviously an example of how anything on the Internet is potentially at risk at all times. And for our next story today, I wanted to talk about a former ambassador who's been arrested and accused of acting as a double agent. So a man by the name of Manuel Rocha, age 73, has now been accused of working on behalf of Cuba while serving in the U.S. government as an ambassador, according to a criminal complaint. He is set to appear in court this Monday in Florida. 
Racha had served as an ambassador in a number of countries, Italy, Honduras, Mexico, the DR, and even as a Latin American expert in the National Security Council, according to Fox News. He even worked within the White House at the top levels for a brief period. Federal prosecutors even alleged on Monday that Raja had been heard referring to the United States as the enemy. And the thought of having somebody that involved in our government at the highest levels who thinks that way is so alarming. Now, we always know we have these spies who are kind of working against us. But this story, I think, is one as the court case unfolds and we're getting more details about what exactly happened could be really interesting. So definitely stay tuned. And lastly, for today, we are going to go over some updates to do with Israel and Gaza and the war. Content warning, this story involves war and unfortunately, graphic imagery. So first and foremost, we need to talk about the southern invasion in Gaza. Guys, it has been bloody to say the least, you know, charred bodies, crushed children, collapsed buildings and people in the streets bleeding to death with no access to medical care. Kids screaming with their legs stuck under fallen concrete. It is dark in Gaza today, you guys, and there's simply no way to sugarcoat that. The images and videos that I've watched took me right back to the start of the war, but worse this time because all of the medical facilities are essentially non-operational. Definitely any facilities in the north are fully shut down, largely due to the fact that Hamas was likely running operations in and underneath these hospitals. But even medical facilities in southern Gaza are facing a lack of supplies that will lead to vast amounts of pain, suffering, and ultimately deaths. So in our next update, news is just now coming out that during the October 7th attacks that Hamas carried out against Israeli civilians, they also hit an Israeli military base with rockets. Why is this significant? Well, because it is where Israel's nuclear missiles are housed. And while it seems that there was not very serious damage done to their nuclear program, It is interesting that this hasn't been talked about yet, and it is interesting that they tried to hit this. I think it seems like an effort to try and sort of cut Israel off at the knees and take out their ability to use nuclear weapons and essentially, you know, cut off their ability to use them against Palestinians as well as just hurting morale that they don't have that ability anymore. It's very interesting. And I don't know enough about nuclear weapons to understand that like if they had hit these would they have exploded and detonated I have no idea so I'm definitely going to look further into this I think it's very interesting I also think it's interesting that we're just now finding out about this and so I'm going to do some further research into this and if there's anything interesting that turns up I will be sure to let you guys know As I mentioned, we're just finding out about this, so there may be more to come about this particular aspect of the October 7th attacks. And speaking of the October 7th attacks, 
high-profile Jewish women are using their voices to raise awareness about widespread sexual violence on October the 7th. So people like Sheryl Sandberg and others, other celebrities and influencers are actually traveling to the UN to give speeches about exactly what happened on October the 7th and the fact that it's not really being widely talked about. Essentially, what we're finding out is that rape was used as a tool of war, as it is so often, but is used. it was used in a very widespread capacity in the October 7th attacks, and they not only raped women, but children, the elderly, and men as well. So this was something that was horrifying and definitely used as, again, sort of to hurt morale. It, it Rape isn't isn't a tool to take territory. It isn't a tool of war to accomplish anything other than humiliation and degradation of a society. So I think at the end of the day, calling attention to this really points at the lack of humanity that Hamas stands for. This is who they are. They're people who come and rape all generations of people. And that was part of their plan from the beginning. So according to the Wall Street Journal report, this is our last update for the day via Reuters, Israel is considering flooding the Hamas tunnels with seawater. And this was just such a disturbing and, you know, sort of scary concept because there could be hostages down there. I know the goal is to snuff out Hamas. However, that is achieved. And so this may be something that they really think about doing. But maybe they're spreading the word on this to try and scare the Hamas fighters out of the tunnels. I have no idea. But at the end of the day, this is something that is being talked about in the press. Again, Wall Street Journal report via Reuters. So That is something that I wanted to relay to you guys as it is on the table for what's next in this war. We'll definitely keep you guys posted. And that for today is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote. We cannot shame ourselves into change. We can only love ourselves into evolution. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar free media and that is also linked in our show notes you can follow us on social media at news du jour dot podcast on both instagram and tiktok you can follow my personal account at it's annie bowls on both platforms as well any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup he has a little separation anxiety and always records with me We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oklahoma. Oklahoma.